Ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. You're listening to the Deal Room Podcast. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on business sales and acquisitions. Get across trends in the area and hear the industry's best recount their real life tips, traps, and experiences. Now, here's your host, Joanna Oki. Hi, it's Joanna Oki here, and welcome back to the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast brought to you by the commercial legal practice Aspect Legal. Now, today we are changing gears slightly and are launching our quick tips series. Now, our quick tips series will be played every second or third podcast um, between uh, many of our fascinating interviews with guests on the show. And the idea of the quick tips is to give you quick tips from a legal perspective in bite-sized pieces. So we're not going into the detail, but we're just giving some bite-sized information in order to provide a quick overview of legal issues that we see arise again and again, time after time, when we're providing services in relation to sales acquisitions or mergers. All right, so today's quick tips session is to quickly investigate the differences between share sales, asset sales, and business sales. Now, I'm covering this today because it's one of those questions that I'm asked about time and time again. It's one of those areas where we here at Aspect Legal regularly identify as creating issues when sellers and buyers and perhaps their advisors haven't thought critically about the concepts and the differences between share sales, asset sales, and business sales before trying to structure the deal. Now, one of the main differences between share sale, asset sale, and business sale can be liability on the one hand and taxation outcomes on the other. So we have two competing pressures, as it were, from both sides. And often there's a way to integrate both perspectives of the buyer and seller to get a great deal for both parties. But today I just want to give a quick snapshot of what the difference is and maybe a few initial considerations. And perhaps we'll come back to this important topic in future podcasts and drill into it in further detail. So firstly, what is the difference between a share sale, an asset sale, and a business sale? Well, it sounds pretty obvious, but sometimes it's not as often appreciated as you might think. So A share sale occurs in the environment where we have a company that has shares and a decision has been made to sell the shares, i.e. to sell the entire beneficial ownership of that company as a whole to the buyer. Now, the alternative in this situation is an asset sale or a business sale where the company, rather than having the shares being sold, i.e. the whole company transferring over via the shares, sometimes there might be a business sale or an asset sale in which just the assets from within that company are sold. 
You can also have an asset sale or a business sale coming out of other entities, like, for example, trust-driven structures. But today we're focusing most on the company structure because that is one of the most common structures that we see used by businesses as they're coming up to sale. And therefore, that is where this question of share sale versus asset or business sale often comes into play. Now, let's talk about the major differences between selling the shares and selling the business or selling the assets. So if we start with selling the shares, quite often a seller in a company environment, a company structure environment, will prefer to sell the shares rather than to sell the business or the assets because there can be more favourable tax outcomes. And we'll drill into some of these tax outcomes in future podcasts with accountants in this area. But just suffice to say at the moment, it's very important if you are working with a seller of a business that you ensure that they have taken the appropriate advice to consider whether or not a share sale rather than a business or asset sale might result in a better tax outcome for them, i.e. more dollars in their pocket at the end of the day after the transaction and after all of the taxes have been paid. Now, there are other elements to consider in terms of a benefit of a share sale over and above simply taxation. Firstly, in a share sale, you are in the position where the entire company is moving over. So it can be a lot easier to transact in practice. There can be less effort and time involved in transferring the clients because new agreements don't necessarily have to be signed with the clients, depending on whether there's changing control clauses within any of the client agreements. There can be less time and effort involved in transferring suppliers because the supplier relationship with the organisation continues exactly as it was before, once again subject to any specific contractual provisions that may require notification or consent prior to changing control in the beneficial ownership of the organisation. And of course, with employee contracts and other contracts, these are all the same because effectively, as I said, you're passing over the company as a whole. So the company as a whole simply continues to operate, but just with different beneficial ownership sitting under it and sometimes also different management depending on how the transition occurs. Another relevant consideration is considerations relating to the assets of the company, like, for example, intellectual property assets. If you have trademark registrations, for example, these will be registered with an authority like IP Australia in Australia. And those government bodies will be need to be notified of a transfer of ownership in a business or asset sale environment, but not in a share sale environment. So that's an example of how there can sometimes also be other minimisation in the amount of work that is involved in the transition of a company sale versus a asset or business sale. Then finally, the one other item that I wanted to point to is the issue of warranties and indemnities. And sometimes this can be one of the bigger issues of a share sale environment as opposed to a business or asset sale environment. So with a share sale, 
the buyer of the company or the buyers of the shares in the company are purchasing the company as a whole with all of its trading history in the past. And that means also all of the liability attached to the company. Now, many buyers will therefore require that there are extensive warranties and indemnities from the seller in order to protect them as the buyer for a certain period of time after the transaction completion in relation to any liabilities or risk or exposure they might have as a buyer now holding this company and the liabilities that are associated with that. So that's certainly one of the considerations in a share sale environment. There's a taxation considerations that might be a benefit to the seller. There's less time and effort involved in transferring the business as a whole because the company stays the same, which can be a benefit to both the buyer and the seller. However, on the flip side, there might be seen to be more risk for the buyer and therefore more likelihood of warranties and indemnities that the seller will be required to enter into. All right, let's flip over now to looking at the asset sale or business sale side. Now, I talk about asset sale and business sale as two separate items because when you have a business sale, you generally refer to transferring a fully operating business as a whole as it is. But for an asset sale, we're talking about choosing particular assets that might be sold out of an entity, but perhaps not a business as a whole. So in both an asset sale and a business sale, the negatives, as I spoke about before with the share sale, for the seller in a company structure might be taxation. So it might end up that there is a negative taxation outcome for a seller. And as I said, we'll drill into this in future episodes because I think it's really important that these considerations are fully understood because it can make a material difference at the end of the day to the amount that a seller ends up with in their pockets. And I've certainly seen some sad examples of sellers who have gotten a great deal in a sale, but because they had been incorrectly structured leading up to sale and then hadn't been able to negotiate the right type of sale structure, mostly because they just didn't understand it before they came to us and then it was all locked in before we had the opportunity to help them understand some of the issues involved. They ended up handing over way too much in tax in comparison to the situation that they could have ended up in if they had have properly understood the considerations between the share sale and the asset sale. All right, but from a buyer's perspective, there can be more effort, cost and risk involved in transferring all of the contracts out of one entity and into another as part of a business or asset sale. Because what often has to happen in this environment is you have to deal with the transfer of each of the individual contracts from one entity to another. There's also greater effort cost and risk in ensuring assets and intellectual property are transferred to the buyer in some instances, depending on what the background of the business looks like. And the final point to talk about here, which I touched on when we discussed share sales, is that there is 
generally inherently less risk to the buyer in an asset sale or business sale environment post-completion because the liability remains with the seller and the selling entity because they will be retaining the company, whereas you are simply, as the buyer, taking on the business in effectively a clean entity that doesn't have the corporate history skeletons in the closet that the company as a whole might, particularly in relation to taxation issues and contractual liability. And in future Quick Tips episodes, we'll talk a little bit about what are some of the risks post-completion to a buyer and what are some ways that you can avoid that. Because even in a share sale environment, you can minimise your risk for some of the skeletons in the closet, as it were, for a share sale, if you use the right warranties and indemnities. In a business sale and asset sale environment, there will still generally be a certain degree of warranties and indemnities, but they're not required to be as extensive as in a share sale environment. So that's pretty much it. That's a very short overview of a share sale versus asset sale and business sale. Hopefully enough information to get you thinking, not too much to get you confused. And in future episodes, we'll drill into some of these areas that we've covered in a lot more detail so that you can understand these options in greater detail. Great. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. Thanks for tuning in to our very first Quick Tips, where we talked about the key differences in share sales, asset sales, and business sales. Now, if you'd like more information about this topic, head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com, where you'll be able to download a transcript of this podcast episode if you'd like to see the key differences in share sales and asset sales in more detail. There you can also get a copy of our checklists. We have checklists for buyers and checklists for sellers. So head over to our website at www.aspectlegal.com.au and check out the business sales and acquisitions page if you'd like a copy of those checklists. We also have, if you're interested, two ebooks that might be relevant for you. We have an ebook all about preparing for the sale of a business, the top seven legal considerations, and we also have a separate ebook if you are a buyer. So it's all about a buyer's guide to closing the deal. In our show notes, we'll have links to how you can get a copy of each of those ebooks for yourself or for your clients if you feel that these are relevant to you or them. And finally, on our website, you will also be able to find a way to book in a time to talk to our lawyers at Aspect Legal if you or your clients need any help in getting ready for a sale, merger or acquisition. Thanks again for listening in today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please pop over to iTunes and leave us a review. We'd be so grateful. You've been listening to Joanna Oki and the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast brought to you by the commercial legal practice Aspect Legal. See you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. 
Thanks for listening to the Deal Room Podcast. To find out more about this episode and other episodes in the series, check out the show notes or head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com.au. Thank you.